VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the TakeCast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I'm joined again by my buddy Brian Hooper to talk about uh, is Showdown dead? A little bit more DFS game theory and kind of just some of the larger things going on in our world. Then, of course, we had to get into the merge and what it might mean for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency politically and then, you know, just kind of let the conversation follow after that point. Always enjoy talking to Brian. If you enjoy the show, you can always support by subscribing on Patreon, patreon.com slash TakeCast. That's always very useful and helpful. You can leave a rating or review for the show on iTunes, or you can just tell a friend about it. That's always great as well. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, everyone, welcoming you all into the TakeCast again. Brian Hooper joins me here. Uh, we, we have a couple things that we are set that we're going to talk about today, and then as always, it'll... Just go where the uh, the conversation takes us. And I I actually had a couple DFS thoughts. Normally we don't even talk about uh, about the theory of daily fantasy sports, but I I, I want to start with this supposition and get your opinion before getting deeper into it. NFL showdown, specifically the million dollar contests, are dead. It is it is an unbeatable game. Um, this is what you're, you're putting forth. This is my, this is, that is my, that is my, uh, my like syllogism or whatever. And I want you to agree, disagree, prove or disprove. <laughs> I don't think it's dead for me. <laughs> I think it might be dead for, for other people, but no, I, I, I think there's still some, some uh, juice left to squeeze out of. So this is, this is why, this is why I had that thought. I mean, first off, uh, I've just been realizing more and more like, for tournaments, it's just so hard to win if you don't have a good simulation stuff set up because you are just guessing about so much. You know, we had the big argument with everyone last week of like, oh, the Cincinnati Bengals defense is going to be 40% owned. You got to fade them. And then there were the people saying, you know, just pick winners, bro. But the the real the reality is everyone is just guessing unless they have a good simulation, you know, algorithm based process. But the, the reason why I bring this up. And I said showdown is dead as I was I was in Pete's Discord talking with the guys the other day for that um Seahawks Broncos showdown. And I said, if you do a Drew Lock captain lineup and you are duped more than once, showdown is absolutely dead. And a guy came in and he was like, Nope, I got duped eight times with a Drew Lock captain lineup. And I was like, dude, showdown is so fucking dead. There's no way you can play if if your Drew Lock captain lineup is duped eight times. Well, I mean, you could argue that the other way too, though, because then that's like about seven, seven, uh, you know, dead people, people are getting two galaxy brain and yeah. not playing the best plays enough. Right. Because it, because measuring this stuff 
you know, like, like I say, astrology wise, connecting dots in the sky yeah. uh, and calling it science, it goes both ways there. Right. So yeah. Like, um, so like I did a podcast with uh, Liam, right. Our guy. And, and he, and I was telling him my strategy for, for showdown for people who, you know, aren't doing this, you know, full-time Simbros life. And uh, I, like, I always say, just do like two lineups. Don't go crazy. Make them different from each other. And try to get like around five dupes and like over time, you should like get like a sense of how many dupes your lineup is going to be and try to get around five. He's like, well, why not just get one? And I should have given a better answer because really what the answer is, is, well, it's easy to do one dupe. It's very, it's, 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 it's probably easier to get one dupe than it is to get, I mean, a hundred percent, it's easier to get one dupe than five dupes because you just go, all right, I'm captaining Mo Alley Cox. And like, and then it's like, great. You have, you have a lineup that is uh, completely and totally. I'm leaving, dead. I'm leaving 27,000 on the table. It's like, yeah. Okay. Well that lineup has zero chance to win. Cause so like you want to have the best lineup possible with the least amount of dupes. And so like five is just like what I say, you know, like that. I but it could be, it could be eight, could be three. Could be eight, could be two, range. but if, yeah. It, I'll, I'll tell you what my, my Neanderthal. So I do, uh, while I have money until I'm poor, uh, I'll do 150 max and the $1 on DraftKings, mostly just because I actually like to get in the optimizers and make the rules and stuff. Not because I think I'm like really plus EV at it. I, I mean, I used to be plus EV at it when everyone was bad. I, I remember the the Patriots Chargers playoff game, Philip Rivers last playoff game. I had a bunch of two Patriots running back lineups and and got like three teams in the top 10 unduped, but those those days are long gone. So what I do in like the the $33 to $50 single entry is I find a way to play both quarterbacks generally if you assume the totals around 50 and just play one of the $200, $600, $800 guys and then captain the third best wide receiver play in the game. That's like pretty much my rule of thumb. And I find myself in that five to 10 dupe spot a lot. That's kind of how I like just to play survivor football leagues is like, take like the third or fourth highest down one and just hope the Chuck, you know, the, the, I mean, that's like literally a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the, you could probably do the same thing. So like, it's like tough because before, like you were saying before, you could be Davis Maddock or just somebody who's really paying attention to all this stuff. And you probably have an edge just based on that alone. Yeah. And then you, if you add in like these heuristic rules of thumb, then you even have a, a bigger edge, but like at a certain point when it's not, it's the 150 maxers. Once you get enough of competent ones of those is where then even that type of strategy is not going to work for you anymore. And, and also like, what's like, what's your heuristic? We were talking about that in Pete's forum too, is I love heuristics, like, but like they need to be based on something. So like this book, Blackjack Attack, when I was a kid learning how to count cards of blackjack, it was one of my favorite blackjack books. And what he did was he put like all the decisions you make on kind of like an EV matrix. Like some of them are way yeah, more A decision important. tree. And some of them are way more important than others. And so like, once you get to this like 0.001% edge in memorizing this one decision for blackjack, it's not really worth it because you screw up because you forget these things. So like, you might even be 
trying to learn so much that it's negative EV to remember this instead of all the most important things. So that's a great heuristic, but it's based on actual math, right? So like, if you, if you like, don't play the Bengals defense because you think they're going to be high owned. Yeah. You're, you're probably right. That might be a good heuristic, but where, what's your basis for it? Where are you coming up with this, with this, uh, this idea? And so like, obviously that's where Sims come in so handy is you're comparing them all for that, you know, specific slate and then coming up with a, uh, okay, fade the Bengals or no, they're just such good chalk. You should still play them where everyone else is just, you know, using these rules of thumb that have no basis. Most people are using rules of thumb that are, they're just, bro, you fade chalk, bro. That's what you do. You fade chalk. You fade know? the and chalk, like, bro. Oh, okay, bro. I maybe. can't believe you played that 25% on first baseman, bro. Right. Yeah. I can't believe you played Pittman in week one. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, like maybe I shouldn't have, but like, I'm actually trying to measure all this stuff and it's not like it's all it's the only way I can do it like I can't watch and grind tape and I don't have that interest level that you guys do to fucking talk about sports all the time and and so like there is an edge there is a helpful edge for doing that for sure but like I don't have the motivation to do it but it does help in, in some other ways but like like the only way I can do it is through measuring all these interactions and then going, okay, this is what it tells me to do. That's what I'm going to do. So like people doing this with their gut instinct and calling it, you know, heuristic for me is like, okay, maybe you're right. But I, I think you're, you're putting more, uh, I think you're, you're, you're using more astrology here than, than you, than you realize. Yeah. I mean, and I like, like, I'll do it differently, like per sport, like in like when I play soccer DFS, it's like, I'm, I'm a, I'm an astrology bro. Like, it's like, it's a lot of like feel game and like, this guy's going to get the better of like this winger, this, this fullback has no chance against this winger. He's so much faster, yada, yada. But then like with baseball, zero astrology, like extremely, like, like I'm looking at, like, I'm never playing well, I guess still a little bit of astrology because it's like I'm not ever playing a 25% on first baseman. Like that would be that would be a heuristic, I suppose. Right. Um, but like I'm not like fucking when is the last time I watched a whole baseball game? Been years. Oh, been God. years. But um, like with baseball, like with that one's a perfect example. So like if you somehow could test that on your own time and like, okay, in a thousand slates, no, no. <laughs> 25% owned guy has ever won or something like, I'm not sure that necessarily proves anything, but you could go like, or like it's returned like negative tons of money, right. Over time. If you, if you play the $15, any, any, you know, you lose so much money on 25% owned first baseman, I would be like, okay, that's a good, good rule of thumb. Where like, yes, yeah, so you might, if you had a SIM occasionally it would tell you to play that guy but it's a good rule of thumb based on your research to uh, just always fade them. It's easier just to always fade them. You're not losing that much compared to the astrology bros where they're like, Oh, well, uh, you know, he's an Aries and on Tuesdays, he, you really smashes left-handers and that type of stuff. It's just like, okay, you're just, you're just make connecting dots that, that don't, don't exist, bud. Yeah. Uh, are you, uh, are you going to, play any of the world cup contests for soccer i assume that they for at least like the first month or well first week or so are probably going to be pretty appealing the i mean just i'd have to depends on the prize pool and then what i've been doing recently is if i could kind of 
cut and paste into like other sports that are very similar <laughs> that I already have working working uh, stems for. Yeah, I would play it, and I doubt that's going to be the case. I don't think I don't think there's anything that's compared. I mean, there's not even anything same roster size, and the correlation matrixes right. would it be impossible to right, do right. without. I think you'd have to kind of know the sport to do it because there's like there's all types of scoreline effects in soccer, so that would be and 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 the like English Premier League scoring is going to be a lot different than international. Like it would be a lot different, and. Like if I really degen, and it's generally when there's just like no sports going on, which there's not, right? There's plenty of sports going on right now. Where then I would actually go into an opto bro mode, go to fantasy cruncher, put the numbers in, and then start messing around with stuff, looking at ownership and then adjusting it manually. But like I haven't done that stuff in years. Um, so like um the the uh the soccer thing I probably wouldn't do for like for example, to like the president's cup. I didn't I didn't play one lamp because I don't have any captain golf stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean my my guess is that there are no good 150 maxers for soccer though. So like if someone out there has been grinding sims or like doing their whole thing to get it set up, I think they could absolutely clean up because like even like yeah. like uh like Fear My Turtle, like Alex, like I know he has 150 max for soccer, but not using sims and r and all that stuff like he's like doing it with like projections that are good but having like set up rules and everything i mean i i would bet there's some dgen uh simbro who's who worked up a president president's cup model but um yeah th like those kind of hybrid guys who like just do a ton of research and like really love paying attention and then combine it with some data and optimizers and stuff like that in those type of sports, you could, I imagine you could still win. I haven't played soccer in years though. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you could still win, but I, I, if someone, you know, DK launches a new thing in their lobby or whatever, or offers a huge prize pool for something that, you know, if there was 50 K to first for CFL one week or something like that, and someone yeah. had the framework ready, I mean, they could, they would just be so plus EV versus yeah. the field, having some kind of simulation thing and in, in process. I never win though. I never win when that happens. It's like, oh, well, if there's 100K in League of Legends for some reason, I guess I got to play it. And then, like, shit, my money may went to it somehow or somebody luck box in there. It's never me. I mean, you're just the you're just the live golf champion. <laughs> no, but I, I have PG, a PGA model I've been using for years. So, man, the live yeah. golf live, golf is in a terrible place right now. Like we are we are entering into such the winner of uh of golf this i know i know you're 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 pro saudi on uh on this show but man the live golf stuff stinks <laughs> i am now man it's uh 100k will change your tune real real quick yeah um i don't know man i i i listen i am completely biased now at this point but leaving leaving the obvious problems with saudi arabia aside for a second I don't mind live golf's product like on YouTube. It's kind of interesting to watch the shotgun format and you're, and you don't, and you, you don't got to wait till Sunday at, you know, 30 minutes before the last shots in the hole um, to know how good you're doing. Um, I still do like the PGA sweat though. Classics format where you know, it, the cut matters. Um, I always thought they should do, classic on thursday showdown on friday weekend on saturday and then the final you know the final showdown format on sunday instead of that 
that showdown that they added on Saturday. Because I'm weekend, not, I'm not playing the live golf. I just, I can't, I can't. No, do th- it. no, this is PGA. I'm talking PGA. They, they have do. that. You can play, you can play showdown. Yeah, but but they didn't make it the big one. They make the, the big, showdown the big on Saturday. Pools. The big yeah. prize pool. Yeah. So like that's I liked it the old way, but then they switched and maybe they got more money out of the showdown um, on, on Saturday. Well, people love showdown. But like if you add live Friday, the three day live classic, and then Saturday you make live showdown, bring back PGA weekend is what I'm saying, and then Sunday would be a ball final, uh, or you do or you do the you do the final PGA and then you just do regular showdown with live. So kind of di- differentiate the prod project a little bit. Like, listen, I'm, I do like golf. I do like golfing. <laughs> I do like watching golf, but I'm more of a gambler, right? Like I just right. Like, so it doesn't, it, it, Henny Duplice and Charles, it doesn't matter who you're gambling on. Like, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. I can't, I can't watch the live product. It, it's just, I tried it. It stink. It stunk to me. I didn't like it. The, I think they could definitely improve. But I'm also, um, I'm also biased. Like I like hated it coming in. Yeah, and maybe I'm biased the other way now, but like, even if the product's not good, like their coverage, the idea of all of it going off at once and it's just counting down each hole for all the players, you know, give or take, some of them are a little slower than others, which Bryson must ruin everyone's uh, play over there. But uh, I like that idea. It's like, okay, uh, oh, there's only one hole left. You know, sometimes like in, you know, like if you look at your, in PGA, if you look at your lineup on Friday afternoon, and you're in first. You 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 have like a point, you know. Yeah, you're you're chance. you're you're probably drawing dead <laughs> of winning on on Sunday. And people who don't know this, like they they get they get uh, some bad sweats going because they think they're going to win a hundred thousand dollars. But in that's golf, that's like, me in good. NFL Showdown when my six hundred dollar guy catches a touchdown in the second quarter and I'm in first place. I'm like I'm rich. Like I had the <laughs> Eagles Vikings Showdown. I had Herb Smith and. Quez Watkins, who scored the long touchdown, both at like single digits. And I was like, I'm rich. What should I buy? Like, I'm like, I'm like already spending the money. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> See, totally I always have thing. those guys. Like, I always have those garbage guys in showdown. You kind of have to. But like, and then on Thursday, or not Thursday, Monday, I didn't have any of that Gilliam guy. And I'm like, going through my stuff, like, how do I have none of this guy? But like, he was only like, like, like 10 lineups had him. Well, he's like, a, he's like a fullback. He gets like three touches a year. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter when you're playing showdown or oh totally a two game or like if the if the guy's expected to get like half a touch you got to consider them um like that so like once those guys are just like you know one two percent owned stuff like that then i think maybe maybe the edge will be dead well one actually you know one of the edges that that exists is because of how people use optimizers is the guys who are huge points per dollar values less expensive than the kickers. So like Cole Komet the other night against the Packers or whatever, like guys who project for like a real role who are cheap, they're never actually as owned as they should be. They end up being like 20 to 30% when they actually should be way more like, like Cole Komet and Cole Komet didn't get, I don't even think he caught a pass in that game, but he should have been like 50% owned because of what it allowed you to do with the mm-hmm. rest of the lineup. And you really have to like mess with the rules and everything if you're not doing Sims and you're you're just a, a, a regular old Joe like me doing an optimizer, you really got to mess around with it to get enough of that guy. Hmm. Yeah, I could I could believe it, and you could still finesse optimizers pretty good if you really know what you're doing. So, I think there's still 
I think there's still an edge in showdown. And I mean, an NFL classic, I've just got dominated the first two weeks. I completely revamped my stuff though this, this, this past week or two. So uh, hopefully that changes, but Oh my God, week two is brutal for me. Yeah. I, and uh, you know, I mean like the, the context of scoring is changing in the NFL right now too, which I think will be interesting for the Sims bros where the high end quarterbacks are scoring so many more points than the mid tier. Like, you know, you used to be able to win a million dollars with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, in fact, I think Mitch Trubisky once in one, his second season won the Millie three times for someone. And I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. Cause I think Lamar and Josh Allen and these guys are like, they're just going to be putting up 40 points on DraftKings with like some regularity. So that's, that's another interesting angle. That's interesting. Again, for me, that's another astrology thing. Cause I'd have to go in and go like, all right, is, is this guy popping? I mean, that's basically my job is I'm, ba- I'm basically a professional astrologer. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, like, which is fine. And I got no problem with it, but like, I, like I said, I can't do it. I have to, like, I, and I've been degening less. Like I said, I didn't play the president's cup at all one lineup today, which is pretty hard for me to do because like, after I do all this work and they're like, I'm like, I'm going to go back to just fucking adjusting projections and ownership and stuff in an optimizer for two hours to get these lineups in. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. So we got to talk about the, the coming Holy war against Bitcoin. Cause I'm, I'm seeing it. It's out there. So for those who don't know, uh, Ethereum has now done the merge, which is essentially uh, it's, it's much more complex than this. And it is actually a huge feat. Like I would like to congratulate everyone involved with Ethereum because switching an entire blockchain that is worth, uh, I mean, at one point was worth a trillion dollars. Uh, I, I think it's market cap got to, especially if you, if you add USDC and all the other side chains, all the layer twos, switching it from proof of work to proof of stake. Uh, I mean, we can talk about which, which we prefer. The, the Bitcoin bros would say that proof of stake is immoral and proof of work is the only a moral, just, and Christian way to ruin or to, to rule money. But uh, the, the, the prime idea, at least publicly, for why proof of stake is better is that it very simply it requires less work of, of the computers for it to run on. And uh, there, you know, the, the mining process is, is far less intensive and block rewards are done in a different way, which means that it consumes less energy. What's the number one thing? Uh, detractors of Bitcoin always say like, oh, it, it uses as much energy as Argentina. Or there, there was the, uh, the the Forbes article that people dug up that Bitcoin will use all the world's energy by 2020 if continued unabated, you know, you know, things like that. So the the coming Bezos, uh, Illuminati, World Economic Forum, you know, war against Bitcoin is, I it's, it's stepping up. And I think that we are, we are going to see uh, large corporations and governments side with with Ethereum. I think it's coming. Yeah, I mean, our I think our first take cast we ever did together. I probably did twenty minutes on. I think there's gonna there's gonna be because even back then, I think it's kind of common, way more common now to agree with what you just said than back then because there was this you can't shut down Bitcoin, bro. Bitcoin, you can't you can't stop Bitcoin, bro. And I was always just like. I get it. I get what you're saying. You can't shut down the internet. You can't stop Bitcoin. But like, like, let's just think for a second. If they make Bitcoin illegal and it's the death penalty if you trade it, 
it's going to drop the price so bad that it basically would be functionally obsolete, right? Like maybe you could trade it in some other countries or something like, like, and, but it would hurt it so significantly. And then those other countries could, like you could theoretically make it functionally obsolete, right? But like back then they would still go, no, bro, no. Cause even then you just trade in the shadows and stuff like that. Yeah. We'll, like, we'll okay. go, we'll go to El Salvador, bro, 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 right, bro. Yeah. We'll just go to El Salvador, no. bro. Right. And power, the- we'll power Bitcoin by volcanoes, bro. Right. And when the dollar crashes, bro, it'll come back. And, you know, and there is some truth to some of that stuff, but like they can make it significantly difficult. And I, and I just seems so obvious to me that they're going to eventually come for it one way or another, who knows what it's going to look like. And it's just slowly, they keep batting. And then the, the, you know, some rules here, some challenges there and, um, uh, some denials on what they're going to put on the stock exchange and some get approved. And then the white house is now releasing guidelines, right. Which you always got to love these, these guidelines from the white house. It's like, well, it's not a, it's not a coercion. It's not a, it's not a law Davis. Right. But like any self-respecting business is going to look at what the guidelines are and then tell their team to follow them. Right. Like, um, so I mean, it's, <laughs> it's coming. I think our last podcast was on your Patreon, but I think we talked about bugs for like half an hour. So yes, yes, we did. It's I mean, it's coming. The, the I still really frustrates me that it hasn't uh, decoupled from the stock market. And as the stock market crumbles with the interest rates going up and they're still going to have to raise them. They're like, they're half the level they were in, in 2008 during the last crisis, the interest rates. So I'm assuming they're going to go up to well to 6% or higher at least. And so if we don't decouple our Bitcoin's going to be worth half it is now, unfortunately, I would guess not that anyone could really predict that type of thing. So, and then that gives more justification. Like remember when Bitcoin was this price and it went down, it's because it needs to be regulated. That's why, because if it's regulated, then yeah, it was it was unregistered, stable. and people were trading on leverage, and and when and regular people get hurt when other people get wiped out trading on leverage. So we need to make it so that you know mm-hmm. these dangerous internet criminals can't front run you, yep. basically. Which is like poker, they'll wheel up some idiot kid who used his dad's credit card to blow his college fund on Bitcoin because he levered up at sixty k, uh, and then oh well, was me. We need this regulation. It's it'll be the same. It's the same playbook for everything over and over again. And um, and then there's definitely going to be some USD coin. And I know, like, I'm still in the world of politics a little bit, not nearly as much as I was when I worked there. But I know some people like are talking about working on a USD coin. So like, it's they're talking about. It. Well, the central bank digital currency thing is like it's getting that is ramping up. Like people have been telling me I've been crazy about this for years. Like. Buddy, they are working on it. They, they are. are. They, I know they, they are. Yeah. They cannot wait to make it so that saving is illegal. You know, if you don't spend your money, it's gone. Like th- this is all coming. It's all happening. I think it's going to be. I don't know about that spending stuff, but it. I mean, I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me. I think yeah, it's there will be like, there will be negative interest rates for saving your money. But like, if, I would definitely think it's taxes. Like they're going to claw back any taxes or any government fees you haven't paid or tickets anything like that and then eventually if they really want to get draconian which by the way 
after COVID, if you don't think they're willing to get draconian, like, I, I don't know what, what more evidence you need, but like, it could be applied to whatever belief you have. Like it could be, if you were anti mandate, they could shut down your fucking shit. Uh, USD coin say, guess what? You can't access your USD coin unless you stop going to these protests or whatever. Or I mean, we've seen, we've seen everyone in a fantasy football league should know this, right? Right. When you, when you, when you uh, uh, Venmo your commissioner for, for fantasy football, he says, don't put fantasy football in the tagline or my Venmo will get shut down. You know, PayPal too. PayPal too. Yeah. And PayPal has been uh, recently, PayPal has really been coming after people transferring gambling funds. They've been, they've been shutting down. Uh, people's access like a bunch like uh, a group of people i follow have been having their their access to paypal shut down i think maybe big t got got his paypal yeah uh, blocked yeah I it's like that. they're, they're I mean, for it's, you it's the political stuff too it depends on like what you're in what you're into but lefties and conservatives they if they're not you know following the standard things you can yeah, this about. is this is not just you know the the dipshit canadian truckers like lefty lefty people who've been trying to fundraise have been in the same spot where well, the, you know the dipshit canadian truckers too you know like i i don't consider them dipshit canadian truckers I, I know you I, don't i know you, you know don't. i liked it but like you have to at least understand like not understand but like make that logical leap of like listen if they could do that to them guys they could do this to you and your side will not always be in power right? Like you have to at least go like, Hey, I kind of hear, hear what they're saying here. I wouldn't want my black lives matter protest to be completely shut down and arrested or whatever. You know what I mean? Depending on where you're coming from. Um, it just may, you know, and you know, based on the polls, it looks like there's going to be a shift in November. Although I'm seeing Republicans are leading in the Senate, uh, which is surprising to me and I'm guessing wrong. Um, but there's not a whole ton of seats that can be taken there. So maybe it's right. But uh, I mean, the red, the red wave that's coming is going to be so brutal. (laughs) It's going to be so obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this. um, The Democrats have no one to blame, but themselves though. They really, they really, they're so bad at politics, man. They're, they're just, it's I like it's like everyone that. like they're like if you like when Gallup or whoever does these polls, it's like 80 percent of people are like, yes, I'm in favor of this. And then Democrat politicians come out and just don't do shit. And then they get slam dunked on every election. Well, th- those polls are bullshit, though, because it's like it's like the the way to judge like, OK, 80 percent of people want Medicare for all or whatever. It's like, OK, yeah, we'll make that make it voluntary, make it where people have to pay into it. And let's see how popular it is. That's the actual test on how popular something is. Well, they Saying everyone like, would. Hey, we're going to take we're going to take money from your neighbor and give it to you. Is that popular? Would you like that? It's like, yeah, no, no shit. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. Everyone pays into it though via taxes. Yeah, but if yeah, so like make that voluntary, and then we'll see how popular it is. That's well, how, it that's becomes, how you can tell if things. Then are it just becomes health insurance. Well, no, health insurance isn't even, well, health, I mean, isn't even uh, voluntary anymore is, either, is it? Don't you have to have it? But um, I think the, the there it, it is, but I mean, health insurance was crooked and shitty and broken far before it was. Right. Not- I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not defending the insurance system, but the I'm, I'm just making the point of, oh, 80% people want free money. You know, like, no, yeah, no shit. Of course they do. Like, um, 
that's not that's not like a sign of something's popular or not. It would be if you made it voluntary and say, okay, everyone can pop, pay into Medicare. Do you guys want it? You love, of course, you love, of course this, it would, you, it, they you love this fantasy of people being intelligent enough and thoughtful enough to like live in a voluntary society. I, well, I do love it. And I do believe, believe it's a fantasy, but, um, but the, 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 the polling is that polling arguments bullshit. I mean, come on. It's not, it's not, it, it's popular because but that's it's like, far, hey. that's far from the only, that's far from the only spot where a, a more moderate left policy is the far more popular policy. But the poll is the popular. I'm just disagreeing with in general. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, taking shit from people and giving it to like who wouldn't say that's like popular? But popular I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, social issues and stuff. And too. iPhone's popular. And if you said like, hey, do you want a free iPhone? That would be even more popular. <laughs> you are you are misconstruing my point. Okay, go. I'm saying I'm saying just in general, most people. In the United States, if you really boiled it down, policy by policy are like five degrees to the left. Those would be the most popular policies. Like who, like, are there really people, like are, are a majority of people out there, do they really give a shit about, uh, you know, gay marriage or, or uh, you know, uh, pro-choice rights for women? Like, no, like it's such a small minority that even, that even cares about that, but that it's a very active and vocal minority and that's the only reason they're even in the political spectrum um yeah i mean i guess i can I, like 10 10 of people would be on the right the right side of like of um like gay marriage i mean what you're defining right side is against gay marriage. I'm, I'm defining right as literally on the political right not right as in morally right you're right, right, but like you also have to define what the political right is because they they might disagree with you. So like, um, but like I mean I think the idea that minority issues would be not that popular is kind of true, right? Because just based on numbers, there's only so many of them. So like this is what this is what like an argument against democracy is because that's just majoritism rules. So like, as long as sixty percent of people vote for it, that's what you get. Um, so I think that's more of an argument against the democracy than it is a, uh, <clears throat> like a feather in the cap of, of leftism. And like these, these issues are so complicated, like, 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 like this, this migration crisis that we're, that we're having now is like, like, I think a lot of people left leftists in general would like be like, okay, yeah, I think like we should help people who are coming from these war-torn areas or someone who's just like a really good uh, candidate to work somewhere because they have like a high degree of expertise. Why not, you know, have them help our society? Sure. But then you see like, okay, well, what happens when they get an influx of it in these communities that usually don't get it that much? They fucking freak out, right? They can't handle it. Like, what do we, we have to get these people somewhere else. Um, so like, it's easy to say, yeah, that's what should happen. But then in practice, a lot of times it just, it just doesn't, they'd actually don't, they don't actually, uh, what's there's, there's an economics term for it. It's, uh, uh, revealed preferences. So of course you're going to say in these polls, I want X, Y, and Z, but what do the revealed preferences say? They won't pay into Medicare. They don't want to spend money on it. 
right? They don't, they don't want, they don't want to use their property for a migrant. They don't want, you know, they don't want their, you know, whatever uh, for these things, but they'll, but they'll say it in a poll. What's the, what's the Liberty bro take on immigration? It would feel to closed borders feel very anti-Liberty bro. Well, I, I would say pre-Trump, 80% of libertarians were open borders in general, or actually, no, I would say 100% were. When you preface it as like the true, like Misesian open borders, which is, um, it's everything's private, privately owned anyways. So if Davis wanted to have um, uh, someone from a foreign country go on your property, live in your, build a house there for them on your stuff, work at your company, that's your right. And I guess that's still what all Liberty Bros think. But like like you said earlier, volunteerism is uh, is never going to happen. And I agree, it's never going to happen. So like we live in the real world. And so that's where the divide among Liberty Bros is now. And it's probably yeah. more like 40, 60 the other way, where a lot of Liberty Bros go like, like yes, in a Misesian world, I would want um, open borders. But we don't live in that world. And as you can see, like when we get, uh, you know, thousands of people bust to Chicago, it's a real serious problem that the city's not ready to handle, you know? So that's, I, so, so essentially just saying like, uh, like Ron DeSantis's uh, border, border protections are correct from, from the Liberty Bro perspective. Um, I would, I would say it's, de they debate, it's, they still debate it because, like the Brian Kaplan kind of wing uh, would say, no, it should still be open borders based on uh, just pluses of minuses of having, you know, migrant workers helping the Don't, economy. Doesn't the United States like really need migrant workers in general? Right, though, that's because... his argument. Yeah. He's yeah. got, he's got an open borders book. He just released like last year. I didn't pick it up, but I've seen speeches on him, and, and, and just like from the moralistic angle of not letting, uh, people coming from, you know, Venezuela or something like you're condemning them to possibly death. Right. So you should let them in either way. But there's a lot of lot more practical libertarians, I guess you could call them where they're like, yeah, like I get like, but there's are, only are practical libertarians, the guy you would least like to get cornered by at a dinner party, like a practical <laughs> libertarian's got to be like the worst guy, you know? No, no, no. The, 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 the impractical, practical and Capistan libertarian would be the, the most annoying because they will logic you to death oh. or the practical they'll, ones. They'll, they'll least... own you. They'll own you with facts and logic. They'll, well, yeah, not logic more, more so than facts because it, we're never going to live in that world. Um, but they can they can try you know everything from the non-aggression principle and the rights of private property and they have everything memorized every argument and so like but but you're like okay but then what do we do about El Paso right like and so like El Paso has a Democratic mayor and he's like they're getting like 1,900 migrants a day yeah and it's like he's like we 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 seriously cannot handle it and so like leave like. The, the politics is something else too. So like, if I leave out the migrant issue, like, like, just like morally, right? Like DeSantis's politics is interesting, like what he's doing. Um, I, I don't, I don't think it's as Machiavellian as they're giving him credit for. So like, you know, clearly he's pointing out the hypocrisy of like Martha's Vineyard residents, right? Where he sends 50 of them there. And they, yeah, but they, didn't, they, didn't he get owned on that? Didn't, didn't the Martha's Vineyard residents like take these people in and like feed them? 
No, I think I think this is what you were saying earlier about how Democrats are like fucking up right now is they could have easily had a big win there by keeping them there. Like Obama could have been like, we're going to let 10 people stay at my place. I'm calling all the rest of us to like, let's let's find a place for these people. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could have bought a whole mansion and given it to them. There's something like like seven trillion dollars net worth in Mark, Martha Vineyard, right? Sure. Like they easily could have housed these people, and like if yeah, if you look at the mainstream media coverage, they of course covered for the fucking their their buddies in Martha's Vineyard, but they shipped them out in a day, right? They weren't fucking having them. They weren't keeping them in Martha's goddamn vineyard, right? So like I think it did exactly what he wanted. Speaking of places you wouldn't want to get caught at a fucking dinner party, Martha's Vineyard. No, thank you. <laughs> But here's what I think, though, is I think they might they might start um, a lawsuit against them that's got some teeth, and then it'll be it'll be Trump all over again, where they're just constantly bringing him to court and stuff like that, and um, and so like I think the the 3D chest, you know, that they're giving DeSantis like they did Trump, might, like like if I was him, like I would have put like a camera on some of these guys i would have sent like a staffer along with them right undercover or something like that yeah and then like you know like who like you like maybe maybe he is 3d maybe he has all this figured out and thought ahead i don't i don't think I, so i'm gonna i'm gonna I guess i'm back, gonna guess desantis is not playing 3d chess but i think it could actually backfire like more so than this this kind of quick hit he's gonna get on his side anyways but like the moralistic problem is like i so i do have some inside baseball here in chicago i know someone who's working on this stuff and so like we're getting like thousands of them here in chicago and they're expecting like at least ten thousand more to be bust up here and um they're not coordinating and so like when i was a staffer like i would call other staffers and i was a democrat at the time and i would call the republican guys and you just talk to them like a fucking normal human being, right? The staffers. And like, there's no, it did not matter. You know what I mean? Like we could go have beers. It was not a big deal. Um, and like, I could call them up like, dude, what, who, like who's behind this bill? Like, who, what, like what's going on here? And like, they would tell me, right. And I feel like I wish that would happen between, you know, the mayor staff and the Pritzker staff and, and Governor sure. Abbott. Like, I know the, the staffers don't, you know, they're humans, like, and so, like, just communicate, like, they're not going to stop them, like, they're not going to stop them at the border and send them back to Texas, right, and if they did, it would be a huge PR blunder, I would think, for Pritzker to do that, um, so, like, just tell them, like, when they're going to come and how many they're going to be so they could prepare, you know, and, like, help ease the, you know, the suffering of these fucking people, you figure the staffers would at least be humans like that, but, um, it sounds but like, no. you know, yeah, it sounds like from the people I know, and they're, they're biased, of course, uh, they're bleeding heart liberals who work for Democrats, and uh, they're, they're not, they're not relaying any information. So uh, that's fucked up. Um, but like, just politically, I think my initial gut reaction was like, I think this is a smart, smart move. Um, and but now after thinking about it for a day, I think it might, it might backfire on them. But like, but like what you were saying about Democrats, it's like they could have played this so much better. Like they could have, because like when it first started happening and I was talking to the people who were working at it in here in Chicago, I'm like, isn't this a good thing? Because don't you want them here? Like you don't want them to stay in a place that they're not wanted. And if they're wanted in Illinois, 
it's good that they're busting them here, right? Like it's a sanctuary city, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And like, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's true. But like, we're not prepared for it, blah, 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 which is, which is all true. But like, you should still, like, I feel like they could have sold it better. Like, yeah, no, good. This is what we want. You know what I mean? And like, you, you don't think you, like you couldn't, Martha's Vineyard couldn't have raised, they, did you see they did a fucking GoFundMe? Martha's Vineyard set up a GoFundMe. That's absurd. They raised like a couple thousand dollars. It's like, you, you are the richest people on the planet and you're setting up a GoFundMe. It's like, you could have handled this so much better. Like you, they could have called Netflix and be like, hey, let's do a little, you know, can you give us a little money? And when you come down here and film it or something, you know, I don't know. Like they're all, I'm sure they're connected to these people. And then, and then the next day, DeSantis gets a civil lawsuit from the 50 migrant workers. It's like, I wouldn't know how to set up a civil lawsuit. If <laughs> I spent a whole month on it, but these migrant workers got a civil lawsuit. I wonder where that's from. Oh, the Martha's Vineyard fucking people. So like, I thought they handled it so badly, um, you know, which goes along with like, I, I do, I do think over the last 120 years, Democrats to the liberal, progressives are the globetrotters and conservatives are the Washington generals. But like the last couple of years, it's really gone the other way. L after L. Yeah. Yeah. Lots and lots of L's. And I mean, you know, a lot of this might be a moot point anyway, because like the the global tenor of like finance seems so it like feels like we are um, underneath the sort of Damocles right now because inflation has gotten so out of control. Russia and the Middle East have so much power as it pertains to energy because I mean, one of my my big and this is like a real lefty. This is not like a center lefty thing, but a real, this is actually something that the far right and the lefties agree on, which is we need to be setting up nuclear power plants everywhere and getting away from uh, fossil fuels. And we're, we, we've been doing the opposite. They, I mean, Europe is about to have a tough winter because they don't have, they, they, you know, they're so reliant on Russia for, uh for for fuel and and oil and they're they're not doing it right now and they've been shutting down all these nuclear power plants like the the like i mean and i think everyone kind of feels like this that you're at an inflection point in history in your life so like it's hard to say if that's actually true or not but i mean like could we see like resource wars and shit in our lifetime like i don't know maybe I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I agree. Like I, it's definitely an inflection point and I'm more pessimistic. So I'm very pessimistic. I think, I think it could be bad. Like I bought an extra f- uh, freezer and put it in my garage and I got some like meat in there and stuff that I'm rotating out. Um, so like, I'm not going crazy and like, I'm not a gun guy, but I was thinking about like getting some guns, putting them in the attic or something, taking some gun lessons, um, you know, just in case, you know, just in case, because like, wouldn't you feel like an asshole if shit went south and you didn't have a gun and you didn't have a fucking gun. And let's say it just goes south for like a week or a month and you could have had some food and then things started, you know, calming down and you didn't have gun and you couldn't protect your family. You couldn't, you know, like I'm, I'm like such a fucking peacenik that like owning a gun really goes against a lot of my values. And like, Mm -hmm. and again, I would never, I, I am not of, of the mind that people shouldn't have like hunting rifles and shot. Like 
I, I'm definitely against assault weapons, like p- private ownership of, of assault weapons. Um, but I don't know. I've kind of had the same thought. I've kind of had the same thought. I don't think my wife would ever allow it. So it's kind of, a, I think it's kind of a moot point anyways. Cause she like, she has no patience for the, the end of the world. Like we got to have some Bitcoin. Like, like she, she has no patience for it. Like she, well, she, she just is removed from that. That could be your like last, I told you so, as you turn to her right before the the guy pulls the trigger like see i told you so boom well my i've already had the biggest i told you so in the history of our marriage with her and her in-laws because i told them COVID was coming in like december of, of 2019 i was like it's coming the country's gonna shut down you're gonna want to have food you're gonna want to have an extra freezer you're gonna want to have x y and z and they were like no you're full of shit it's not and i was like nope it's coming it's happening i told everyone who would listen um, so that's already like one of the biggest, I told you so's of my life. And, and, and it should dispel another myth that like the government is going to be here to save you for when the bad things happen. It's like, they couldn't handle fucking COVID. Like, look what happened with COVID, which yeah. was come on now at this point, you could say a pretty mild pandemic. Right. And look at, and, and, and speaking of inflation, printing $7 trillion and giving it to their fucking buddies, by the way, how much of that money did you get? And if you look at like the fraud numbers and like, and like the PPP loans, like uh, the vast majority went to people in the 20, top 20% or higher, like gigantic fucking, they like, they played, they played people like a fucking fiddle, you know, never let a crisis go to good crisis, go to waste uh, type of politics. Um, and like to have this idea of, well, if things really go wrong, you know, that's why you need this this big, huge federal government that we've spent all this money on. It's like they they couldn't fucking handle this. Do you think they're going to handle um, uh, some other new crisis? Which, by the way, most of these crises are caused by their fucking policies, like zero percent interest rates for 20 years and printing fucking money uh uh, to oblivion, spending all the social security trust fund money and other trust. Yeah, but inflation's not that bad. I heard. You know, Biden said if you look month over month, it's not really that bad. <laughs> look month over month. It's point. It's only. I just. I. I hate that I've become this guy. Like I really do hate this about myself. Like you know the the onion meme. Like heartbreaking. The the worst guy you know has made a cogent point. Like I absolutely fucking hate that me and like some of these right wing demagogues have the same talking point on inflation. I, I, it truly yeah. disgusts me. That's just tribalism. That's pure. You're, that's that you love the Yankees and you hate you like, correct. Yeah, the Yankees are bad right now, but like, I, I love the fucking Yankees. They're not, they're not, they don't, they, they don't have the same morals of you. Like all this stuff of, of like backing the FBI and the big pharma. And all these liberal backings lately. Um, yeah, uh, I hate this. I hate that. I hate that. Um, like everyone's cheering the FBI on because they they raided Trump or whatever. Like, no, right. like we are left wingers. We fucking hate the FBI. Like we do not. We we are anti the FBI. We are anti the CIA. War too. War too. Uh, we gotta fund this. We gotta fund these wars. We gotta fund these war. Yeah, like, I don't want to. I don't want to fund. I don't want to fund the Ukraine. Like, didn't we have a proxy war with Russia multiple fucking times in different areas of the planet that all went horribly bad and leftists were against for 30, 40 years? More left. Yeah, leftists. Leftists hated the Cold War, right? Wasn't that? Wasn't that the thing? Yeah, Vietnam. Vietnam. That was a proxy war with Russia. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and then of course we know Will, you know, Wilson's War, the movie with Tom Hanks, with where we funded bin Laden in Afghanistan to fight fucking Russia, the same fucking shit over and over again. Um, like oh, and, and like this is this is stuff we talk about not in this podcast, but other ones, like fucking woke bros back in Amazon Prime and Jeff Bezos are backing fucking Disney. And then they fucking, you know, immediately backtrack whenever they go to other countries they don't like woke stuff. Like, like they fucking, they don't have the same morals of you. Like it's, you know, the, 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 the regime, the cathedral, I call it, you know, the entities and people with power without consequences, whatever they are, you know how like no one can divine what they are. Yeah. I, I don't actually, I don't think that's actually that bad of a thing, by the way, because like most people aren't thinking about this stuff this much, but really they is always people in entities and institutions with power without consequences. That's who they are. And so like, they are not the Yankees, your Yankees. They're not. So like you, you, the only reason like you get upset siding with the worst person on earth who makes a good point is pure fucking tribalism and fandom. Like, no, it's because it's because they don't even believe what they're saying. It's just because inflation is bad when there's a Democrat president. If inflation was bad, when Trump was a president, there would be Fox News headlines on, you know, why you shouldn't worry about inflation and why you should eat the crickets. That's really what gets my goat. It's that okay. it's that it's that they don't even care about what they're saying. That's 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 fair. That and that's true too. Because like Trump was calling for zero percent interest rates when they went with like Trump, the, the 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 plurality of the of the spending was approved when Trump was still the president. Yeah, he wanted which is more. which is yeah. not I, which is not a Yankees versus Red Sox thing. It's that That's they're true. both they're both morons. Like it was but, moronic. But I think the ones we were talking about, I think you should have been totally fine. But like even like the, I I think that's a double edged sword too because like like you should still be fine that you have the same opinions of the guy who's wrong. Like that shouldn't matter to you. Like who cares? Like so like if the guy's like you're like two plus two is four and guy's like I know two plus two is four, dude. Well, the like, the that thing doesn't is, mean is like, that oh, I'm so angry is, that I, me and this guy agree that two plus two equals four. So I think I think what actually makes me angry is that a lot of my views would have been demonized by by my tribe, right? My so my my lefty leaning bros are like that guy likes Bitcoin and says that inflation is bad. He he's not in the tribe anymore. He 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 is not towing the the the, the party line, and therefore is is out of the tribe. Um, there. I mean, yeah. Now we're starting to talk about uh, things. I'm. I, I and I do feel a lot of that stuff too. But like uh, the, the hypocrite stuff is all over the place these days. Like people just do not fucking care. And I, think I mean, I'm the- I'm a hypocrite, so I can't even. I there are there are lots of views I hold that do, like can't exist in the same brain, you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you ever see that meme? Uh, like it was, it's like making fun of conservatives because like that's like Ben Shapiro making fun of them by saying like all they do is call out like hypocrisy, and it's like it's like a um, an epitaph, like a tombstone. It says, "Here lies conservatives, conservatism." Imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. <laughs> it's like, it's like, cause you're going to go to your grave saying, pointing out hypocrisies and not doing anything about it. And I think that actually applies to like a whole lot of uh, just ethoses and stuff like, like, like voluntarism, for example, is like, I think it's a beautiful uh, philosophy, but like when they're locking you in your fucking home or 
forcing you to take fucking uh, a vaccine or you lose your job or something like that. Um, what does volunteerism have to say about that? Like, what are you going to do about it? And right. so the world changed a lot in the last few years. The world, and it'll never go back either. There's no putting, there's yeah. no putting the, the cat back in the box. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I got to do lulls here though. Okay. All right. Go do lulls. Uh, everyone, thank you. Thank you for listening. I will be back next week, probably with a less inflammatory episode, <laughs> hoping to have a couple guys who are promoting their books on the show. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a little bit lighter. Thank you, Brian. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.